We are recording, so I'm going to say welcome to Picking Up Chicken Wings, where we talk all things nothing, but our aim is to connect people across the Stride community, staff, um, and all of our partners. So we have with us uh, Allie. Allie, do you, why don't you tell us a little about your story, anything about you? Well, wow, I, I mean, I can't, we could write a book about my story, just kidding, but I guess, I don't know. Um, I'm just going to jump in. I'm not like, I'm just so excited because you have the most gorgeous dog that was totally like winding it up and looking for his darn tennis ball. So it strikes me. And I think I talked to you before. Um, are you an outdoorsy type of a person? Yes. I, I call, like I say, I have multiple personalities because there'll be like a month where I'll be super duper outdoorsy and then I won't, but yes, I would say more so than not. I love being outside. So. Where, where, um, like, where did you come from? Where did you grow up? Oh, South Dakota. So that's currently where I'm at now. But uh, yeah, I grew up in Aberdeen, South Dakota. If anyone knows anything, that's East River, which means that's the better part of the state. So West River, where Rapid City is, we don't talk about that. West River is kind of the, so I was part of the good side. Um, so yeah, I grew up there. Um, I guess race four wheelers growing up. I was super big tomboy. I only had brothers. So I was kind of that not the girly girl that everyone expected, I think, out of me, but it, it worked to my advantage. High school, I mean, in general, I had a lot of more guy friends and I wore sweats every day, which is probably why I picked the best profession in the world. On my graduation day, my mom goes, Allie, you can't wear sweats in your job. And then when I finally, when I got my job at Stride, I called her and I go, hey, remember that time you told me I would never be able to wear sweatpants to work as a career? Well, guess what? Joke's on you, Melinda. So it goes to show everything comes full circle. <laughs> Absolutely. But, yeah. I did love you, oh, did, did you grow up wanting to be a bio teacher or in health or? It's kind of always been in the back of my head. And unfortunately, I think in high school and kind of in the beginning years of college, in, and it was weird because I had grandparents that were educators and I had educators in my family. My aunt's a speech pass. So I had that. But I guess I don't know if it was a stigma. And it might've been small town, South Dakota, where that stigma was just, to be truthful, the stereotypical PE teacher was someone that just sat in their lazy, like their little chair and wheeled around and yelled at us to go run laps or, you know, work a little harder. And I didn't like that persona, you know, they gave off. So I originally was going to wanted to be an OBGYN or go into something in the medical field. And I just kind of noticed as my years in college progressed, things kept changing. So I went from pre-med to nursing, to special ed. Then I jumped to speech marketing and then I jumped to sports, like sports management again. And then my stepdad came out to me and goes, Allie, why don't you just become a phi ed teacher? You're, you know, you, you love being outside. You love being active. Why don't that's, you're great with kids. Do your passion with kids. Like they're perfect. And I just remember being told by someone that it's really hard to get a PE job. That's what teared me away from it. But then once I decided to do it, I didn't switch. Once I finally switched in the med major, I knew this is where I belong. So. That is awesome. Mm -hmm. um, how long have you been at Stride? So, well, teaching, this will be my second year, but um, Amy Pryor remembers, I worked at the Kid Stop program for about three years. So when I moved to St. Cloud, oh, I can't even remember when that was, it feels like forever ago. 
I got a job there. And that's kind of how I met a lot of the original, I call them the OG stride staff. I mean, they were the ones that were like, Amy was there, Jason was there, Nate was there. A lot of these teachers, and I was actually there and nice when that transition with Diane and Eric came to play. So I was there when, you know, the old staff, old principals, excuse me, were there and saw that tr transition. And I, I liked the kids. I loved working with the staff too, even though I was not a part of stride, I was part of kid stop. I think that's kind of what gave me that slide in when, you know, I was reached out to about the PE position last year. So. That is mm -hmm. awesome. In a way, like I look at, down at Amy, um, for those of you listening, you're not able to see us like <laughs> nodding <laughs> and give me the heck yeah. Um, I mean, that's Amy, you and I, that's where we are too different in being these, the host is that I'm, I'm not an OG. <laughs> <laughs> and you are so can you tell me like what what did that look like when this um the transitioning over and then meeting Ali and you're kind of you're so open and welcoming and I love listening to you and I feel like I've talked forever so I just want to hear your voice no it was I mean Ali was um always in the hallway when we left mm -hmm. and always really smiley and the kids uh always were running to kid stop you know they they loved that and I think stride is always at keeping them really busy and so once Allie moved over to our side she her office was like kitty corner from mine so um I saw her quite a bit and I think with her being kind of younger she stopped in for a lot of those mom questions with being you know kind of new and coming into the world I got a lot of can you look down my throat can you take my temperature and a bug flew in my mouth and I think I'm allergic to it <laughs> all sorts all sorts of pretty wild uh antics that she would come skipping in my office but I'm super high energy too and it's hard being in my office it's a lot of times got to be pretty subdued in the nurse's office you know with kids resting so mm -hmm. it was nice to have that tornado of crazy stop in once or twice a day for whatever yeah. whatever wild reasons so well, don't forget the day that I came in because I always have an allergic reaction to that sweatshirt I bought <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so many so yeah. many times yes I but it's it's been really awesome to see that change and it, I think it's so nice for the kids to um, we have had a couple of kid stop staff who have gone from there then and moved into stride positions and it's such a nice gateway for them and I think for the the, the kid stop people too Allie and I know um, Courtney as well um, and a couple of other people because it feels like they're already home mm -hmm. you know it, it didn't it's not scary it feels very homey you kind of stepped in and it never felt like Allie, like you were a new person, like you were a new teacher. And I think that's so fabulous for the kids too, that you're not having to go through and relearn names mm -hmm. and everything else. It just kind of was, you slid right in there. Yeah. And I think that kind of goes with, I mean, it, it, at that comfortability, I didn't have, 
I know when I was teaching in the cities, I was always really scared and nervous to go to admin or, you know, go to any of those really seasoned teachers that were there who would be a great, great resource for any, just to get some day-to-day help. And I just felt not small, but I was just embarrassed because I am such a perfectionist and the idea, because in college I was the, you know, shape of major of the year award. So I should know what I'm doing. I mean, you don't win an award if you don't know what you're doing in your content area. But then I came to school, I go, I, I, I need help. Whereas when I transitioned to stride, it didn't feel, I didn't feel any of that apprehension. I mean, I could go to anyone and I, I still feel that environment. And I'm so, I told my friend, Lindsay, who's actually one of the fourth grade teachers, you know, when she was reaching out to me about stride, I go, it's so open and everyone's so friendly and they're willing to help. It's not, no one's on a silo and no one's keeping all of their resources to themselves and keeping it, you know, I don't want to tell so-and-so or anything. We're all very open and honest and want to share what we've learned. And because our job is to help the kids. And I love that we're all here for that. So that's made it such a joy to come back. And like Amy said, that transition didn't even have to happen because I was so just, yes, let's go. Like everyone's on the same page. We're all here for the kids. We're all, you know, having a blast. And it's, that's what I, that's the kind of environment I would like to be in. I mean, that's where I see myself retiring in as an environment like that. That's awesome. I am, again, for those of you who are just listening, we're like bobbleheading. (laughs) (laughs) We're tipping back and forth. Our heads are like, oh, preach it, girl. (laughs) Yes, yes. And I love that too. And I think that's, you know, Allie, your story about some environments, it's not that they are not successful, but it's, there's this certain camaraderie that comes with, you know, knowing that you don't have to always be on your A game and that, you know, you have people you can rely on to help, you know, boost you or share with you or things. And then you'll do the same for them when they're in their time of need. Um, That just creates this different culture. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's, um, I mean, to me, it's better, but it's not saying that, you know, where you were before wasn't going to be successful in educating kids, but there's Mm -hmm. so much more, like the potential just becomes maximized exponentially when the staff themselves are all in it together for each other, which is for the kids. Yes. And that's exactly, I mean, I, I think if I were my first year at stride, I wouldn't have had that apprehension. I think it's just that first year teacher fear. You don't like to be feeling incompetent in what your job I mean this is your career you went to college for this you spent thousands and thousands of dollars for this and it's just it was nice because I could reach out to anyone for help and I never felt I never felt that and I know I went at the other school but I just automatically knew like if I went to Amy like hey I need help with the student I know her and I have reached out a lot back and forth last year and but it was just so nice to have so many people helping. And it it was awesome to see a team working specifically for the benefit of us, one student, even Mm -hmm. just how many were, you know, had their back and was willing to do whatever we could to support them. Yeah. It, it feels almost like sometimes the, the hierarchy is removed at stride, Mm -hmm. you know, like there, there's not, obviously we have admin, you know, that, that sit and, and do a lot of that stuff, but it doesn't feel like, uh, a first year teacher would be embarrassed, you know, to ask, like you said, to ask a, a 20 year teacher, or I'm not going to be afraid to go ask the janitor if there's something that I don't know, or, you know, if there's, if I needed help with something in my office that I, 
it, there's not that stigma of like you shouldn't ask above where mm-hmm. you are and I think you really um you put that well because it really has felt like that and it's you know a lot of people have come into my office Allie you know when we're talking about multifaceted ways to help the kids you know and if you're going to a sped director or their classroom teacher and the lunch people are coming to you and admin is coming hey let's go talk to the nurse you know it's everybody can also see what everybody else has to offer as well yes if that makes sense. no that, that makes yeah um I was actually thinking too about piggybacking as well on your point, Allie, with as a new teacher, not being uh, nervous or afraid to go to somebody else seeking and and asking questions. Um, In addition to that, I've seen a lot of celebrations of what the new staff have to offer. I mean, it's one of those things where you know that you've got your seasoned teachers who are there and they are there as, I mean, just amazing wealths of knowledge and expertise and but on the other side too you also know that everybody respects that new perspective and the new fresh ideas and so it's kind of like they capitalize on on the greatness of both um and i've i love to see some of the really neat things that have come about i mean yes we are in distance learning which isn't the most optimal um environment for kids but because of that, there is this room for creativity. And I've seen a lot of really cool things come out of, um, you know, newer staff. I I don't necessarily, it doesn't have to be the very first year, but those who are newer um, in stride as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's been, and it's, I think it also has to do with the fact, I mean, we're a K through eight and you don't really get a lot of that. I know, I, I know, I feel middle school's my niche. That's where like, I want to be. That's where, that's where my people are. So, but just to see how I, I think we blend really well. And I think we're blending even better than we did when seventh grade. I know we had some rocky spots, which we knew we were going to, but we're transitioning really well into that. And it makes me excited for what the next few years are. But I mean, kind of going back to what you said, Steph, it's nice to see the LED and then those middle school, I mean, we're all collaborating, but everything's still piecing together nicely. Like what's something that I know like a first grade teacher or a second grade teacher could have told me I could use with those kids. It may not be the, it may not be the same platform or anything like, you know, or I guess curriculum, but still some of those tactics still were going to work and vice versa. Well, and what's nice at having a K through eight is some of those kindergarten teachers have your, had your eighth graders (laughs) in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that the continuity that we've had with some of our students and the longevity of some of our staff is, you know, really not something that you see in a lot of places. So you can say, hey, I know that I know that you're struggling with this kid, but did you know that, you know, dot, dot, dot. So it is, that is something really special that we have as well. And maybe, you know, can utilize even a little bit more is making sure those K or one or two teachers are going and high-fiving their eighth graders and their seventh graders. You know, that's pretty amazing when I'm looking through files and I've seen, I, I kind of equated it to a car with the tabs, you know, like you put all the tabs yep. on, your <laughs> yeah. on my health files. Like some of the kids have their school picture stickers and it sticks out really far. And I'm like, that's so awesome. They've been here for eight years. 
they have eight little stickers on there <laughs> or nine, you know, that's pretty neat. So, well, and it feels like home. I mean, I can't imagine how maybe how nice it would be, I think, to go to school where I get to see all of my teachers from past because there was nothing exciting growing up from like walking into Target and all of a sudden I see my third grade teacher and I still spaz out and realize I don't need to call you Mrs. Kerrigan, but I'm still going to at 28 years old, but you're still Mrs. Kerrigan to me. You're never going to be Jan. I can't do that. And I know that I can say the seventh and eighth graders are all like tough and macho they act like, but when you, when I guarantee if some of those teachers came down and said something, they'd be all excited and I, they love it. And it's, I think it's just a great atmosphere. It makes the kids have a home. I mean, they, I know they have homes outside, but to know school can be a home. I think other places may not have that kind of environment that we do provide for the kids, which is awesome. That's a great way to put it. Um, Allie, I have to ask, so did you by any chance take that personality to quiz? Do you know what your, your letters are? I don't have my letters oh, written okay. down, but I, I, I kind of guess you're extrovert. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. I did it two years ago, actually. And I'm, and it's weird because I was like an extrovert introvert. And I do know that about myself. Um, in certain situations, I like to, I'm an observer. I mean, I'm that person that sits at an airport and watches people. Yeah. Cause I'd like to see how much of my full blown personality can come out. I, cause I don't, I think it's, can be overwhelming sometimes for people that are probably not used to it. Amy's probably got a full on fledged me flying in demanding answers to my, I'm dying. My WebMD freak out. I'm, I have a rash. It's I'm, I'm not going to be okay. But, um, I think it's an extrovert introvert just due to the fact that naturally, yeah, I'm an extrovert, but I, I'm a Virgo. I I'm, I'm perfectionist. So I get a little, I get down on myself, but that's the nice thing about being at stride is I talked to like Jess Sowers about this too. Just there's times as teachers, as educators, we get really low. I mean, if you have a hard day and I'm like the kids did not, I mean, today, for example, or excuse me, yesterday, for example, I was teaching and I felt like I was talking to a wall. I wasn't really getting a lot of interaction. I was trying to do everything I could. I was playing music. I was, you know, trying to make jokes and I was just trying to get them to liven up. And as an educator, that's a really hard day. And I mean, yesterday I was pretty low. I started panicking, looking up what other resources I can do to engage them. And I know I just thought back of what Jess said and she goes, you know, it's, it's just a bad moment. It's not a bad day. It's just, you know, tomorrow's a new day. And the hard part is in the building. If I were to have that, no one lets me spiral because I'm a spiraler, but spiraler. Um, but I just think of that in that moment. Everyone's like, no, you did awesome there. You know, you, that was a great lesson. And I love that about our building because no one, we don't let each other spiral downwards. We know we're going to have hard days and we're going to have some tough moments with kiddos, but the end of the day, everyone's going to be like, no, you know what? So it was a hard, bad moment. Tomorrow's going to be great. We did what we could and you're a great educator. And I love that we all pat each other on the back for that, because I know for me personally, that that's so, that is so beneficial for my mental health is there were times when I would spiral and I can say I didn't have that at stride last year or even this year so far. Awesome. And I think that really lends um, to what we talked about last time with making connections and having open and having open doors, you know, Ali, you know that you could walk into a number of teachers rooms because you have built those connections, you know, or stop in my office and just lay down on a cot for a second at the end of the day and say like, well, I need a cracker, you know, or whatever it is. But opening yourself up to those connections and doing those things and kind of um, being a goofball sometimes, but holding back at others makes you approachable 
as well. I think you and I are in that same kind of boat where I'll be quiet for a lot of times, but once the floodgates open, like I can talk forever about all sorts of things that nobody probably wants to hear. But um, I think that, you know, if more of us do that and really do try to have those open door policies and stop in sometimes, and maybe you unload on a teacher or a staff member that you're not used to, but just sitting down and just commiserating with people sometimes, you know, will open up those doors that they'll come in and commiserate with you the next time. And it might be a, a more urgent commiseration session <laughs> that they need. And it's good to know that they have multiple people to stop in, you know, so. And just to validate those hard days, we all have hard days and just to validate. I mean, I know I look at some educators, my God, I bet you never have a hard day. You have it down to a science. Oh, I, I envy you. I want to be you one day. That's what I'm striving to be. But when you, when you break it down, I mean, and I think of those interests, like Eric, excuse me, interests, um, Instagram, like teachers, I follow quite a bit of them and it just looks like their worlds are perfect. You know, when I was in special ed last year, I was following a lot of EBD teachers. God, they have it all put together and realizing one of them said it best. I mean, this is a facade. This isn't the real life. There are hard moments. No teacher is perfect. And so it just, it was nice to be feel validated that there is no perfect educator. We're all still going to be learning. We're going to be learning our last year of ed educated teaching before we retire. I think what's awesome about you, Allie, though, is you would be the one that would like high five a bad day, you know, like, hey, we just had the worst day ever. <laughs> high five. And, you know, and that's how you kind of have to take it sometimes. And that's what does make having people around nicer is that sometimes it's a high five for a cruddy day. And realizing that and noting it is important to an I love the fact that you've always been up to do all of our, you know, we just did a walk um, in the park and then, you know, met and had some. <laughs> it's <dinner. laughs> Go for it. Had some dinner out outside, socially distanced and, you know, having coming to those things and opening yourself up and you've always been really friendly is really leads to the kind of person and the kind of teacher that you are as well because you you're the same with the students that you are with the staff so we appreciate thanks. having you there to help liven things up thanks i appreciate that i do love my 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 bigs i call them because they're all taller than me my middle schoolers i call them my bigs just because i mean i think there's like two kids right now that probably aren't taller than me at this point but yeah i, I don't know that's it makes me miss them though. I, I, I think talking to you guys and seeing your faces. And then I know when we had our social thing, you know, when we were all outside after that walk and stuff that made it even more just in just like craving that, you know, the building that camaraderie and we're, we're, we're all kind of on our own right now. We're not, but mm -hmm. feels like it. And so it just makes it, it makes me remember and be like, okay, this is just a bad moment. It's not a bad day. We're going to get through this. And we're all going to look back on this. Like, remember when we did distance learning? Do you guys remember that? Remember how we Maybe rocked that? Rocking chairs and telling kids that's our like walking uphill both ways story. Totally <laughs> is. I am saving that. I've heard that so much growing up from my grandparents and then my dad for crying out loud. And I go, oh, this is my story. I'm so pumped to say it one day. <laughs> 
<laughs> documenting it and just yes. waiting for that time. We'd be like, do you know? <laughs> you have oh, no idea what 2020 was like. Well, let me tell you, <laughs> let me sit you down. That is so true though. I love that you say it's just a moment in time. And so, I mean, you can really think about it. Like you said, Jess shared that it's, it's just a bad day or it's a bad moment. So, but you can expand it because if you think about it, your entire life is made up of, of chapters. And you could say that one year out of hopefully your 80, 90, you know, hundred of all of those other years was the bad one, mm -hmm. you know? So, and I know it's hard when it's longer in in terms of time but at the same time if you can hold on to that mantra that it's it's not going to stay that way forever you know whether things will change or whether you yourself changes it will get better so love it okay well i see we've got we're at time ladies so Thanks to those of you who are listening to Picking Up Chicken Wings podcast. Um, we have a couple other people on deck to be able to visit with us, but special thanks to Allie. Um, you've been amazing. And I'll, I'll say you, you totally took this and I love it because that's, I think the biggest, Amy, you know, when you and I said, we we're going to do this and it's all about letting that person shine. And I am so confident that you took it and you totally, totally um, lit this whole time up. And it was, it was super fun listening to you. And I love hearing your voice too, Amy. That's <laughs> I'm quiet. Okay. <clears throat> well, have a good night all, and we'll talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.